0: back to truly medicine maddie Badgewell is a wife a mother a patient and a cannabis advocate from oklahoma for many years she fought for her children with autism to get the best treatment and services available little did she know this would lead her down a medical marijuana journey After experiencing such dramatic improvement in the quality of her son's life, she decided to speak publicly so that other families may have the opportunity to benefit from this medicine. Maddie is now the co-owner of O'Cana Moms, and she is the Pediatric Committee Director with OK4U. Welcome, Maddie. We wanted to talk about your journey with cannabis and how it's brought you to this point. Uh, You mentioned your two children. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um I have two children, uh, a boy and a girl. Uh, my son is 12, my daughter is 11. They're I they're very close in age, but it's 13 months apart. <laughs> I made it to that 13 with them. Um and um they both have autism but they are on different levels of the spectrum. So my son is more severe. He is considered to be nonverbal. He needs help with all of his daily um, you know, living skills and everything. He's not toilet trained um and so he just he he needs a lot of assistance. And then my daughter, she's She's not high functioning, she's like mid to moderate. So um, she is able to communicate. She just has a lot of, they they call it like ecolia. It's um, where they repeat phrases from movies and different people and things like that. So um, she, she kind of runs on a loop a little bit, but she's starting to come more and more out of that. So, um, But she is fully potty trained. She does a lot of her things on her own. Hers is a lot more just social interactions and things like that.
0: Okay. Were, were their stories kind of similar as far as, like, the how you started noticing symptoms and, and things like that with the autism?
1: You know, it's kind. <laughs> yes and no. It's. I have both of my children really young and so when I had Caden I was 19 and when I had Mackenzie I had just turned uh, 21 and so I was still uh, you know I was young not, not just a new mom but being really young and I'm originally from Kansas so you know when I met my husband and, and we had moved down here we've been together 14 years now but you know when we had our kids it wasn't planned it wasn't expected um, and so it was a lot of learning and there were a lot of things that in hindsight I look back on now and I think okay yeah that might have been a precursor that might have been something that I I, I should have noticed but honestly both of my children hit all of their milestones in development um, with their pediatrician visits and they were on track for everything up until about I would say, 18 months with Caden. Um, so Caden, he actually used to talk. He would point at things and say, I want that. He would, um, you know, you tell him, go get the football. He'd go run and grab a football and say, catch. Um, so so he, he did have a very good vocabulary. Um, the only problem he had is he had fear infections constant constant ear infections um and so we were always on some kind of antibiotic or we were always in the doctor's office trying to figure out what was going on um and he actually stopped talking like I noticed it was like it wasn't even uh, like it wasn't even something that I can say it led up to it it was literally like one day I walked into his bedroom and I said his name and he didn't look up, he didn't move, he just kept playing. And I thought, why is he not responding? And I literally had to go and get down on the floor and lift his chin up to look at me to get him to acknowledge that I was in the room. And that was the first moment that we have regression. And, and I remember when we went in to get his tubes at 24 months, They said that his hearing was muffled from all of the ear infections. Give it six months, he'd be back to where it needs to be. He never got back to where he needed to be. And so we didn't actually get an official autism diagnosis on him until he was about four. And then Mackenzie, with her, it was hard because they were so close in age and it was trying to figure out what is she doing on her own because she might possibly have autism as well. And what is she doing because this is the behavior she's seeing from her older brother. Is she mimicking it? Right. Um, and so with her, she never had regression. She was just very slow to develop up and she didn't start slowing down until she hit about that 18 month mark or two so you know for me it's you know the cause and effect I don't know is that really going to help me at this point I'm not sure you know but they both do have autism and that's what we're dealing with you know
0: sure yeah it just you know it helps as a parent myself to kind of look at that and um, understand you know we hear about autism mm-hmm. things like that but we certainly don't really know oh, yeah. until we're <laughs> involved
1: so. well yeah it's for sure if you look at if you look at this, look at this okay was born and when he was born he's had a one in a hundred and plus having so- a child with autism if you look at it today i think the last time i looked at it it's one in 54 and this is 2020
0: Okay, that, we, that, we, we actually uh-huh. missed those. Uh, uh, your your phone uh, is either our line or your line. Could you repeat that,
1: please? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, how, <laughs> how far back do I go? <laughs> no,
0: just the, stati- the statistics
2: on...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I keep track of that, and I'm, I'm big on research and stuff. So back when my son was born in 2007 the odds of having a child with autism was one in 112. So, you know, that still is kind of high. Well, fast forward right now, we're 2020. And I think I just looked at it and it's one in 54. That is a dramatic, dramatic dramatic increase, you know, in a short amount of time.
2: Right. Yeah. it, It doesn't seem to be getting better. It seems to be getting worse.
1: Exactly. And, and, What people don't realize and what, you know, it's hard for an autism family to get out in public anyways because of, you know, social scrutiny and things that's going on. I know parents who have to carry around their children's diagnosis paperwork because people will call the police saying that they're abusing their children when really they're not. Their 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 child is aggressive. They throw themselves down. They get bruises and we're trying to help them. You know, so so people outside don't understand what we understand. And the fact is in a few years Our discussion is not gonna be about baby boomers. It's gonna be about all of these children who have autism that are aging out of the, the children's system, the pediatric system, and they're becoming adults because autism doesn't end at 18. You know, this is lifelong. This is forever. And a lot of services end at age nine. I can't, you know, there was a big push. And Krista uh, McElroy, who runs Okina Moms with me, she was huge in the Oklahoma parents uh, push uh, for the autism reform bill. That's why Medicaid covers ABA right now in this state, because they brought Autism Speaks here, and they pushed and pushed with the Oklahoma Insurance Commissioner at the Capitol, and they Got um, the the insurance reform bill passed so that they would start covering ABA therapy. Well, the compromise on that was that the insurance commissioner wouldn't let you go after the age of nine. Right. I don't know anybody who stops having autism at the age of nine. <laughs>
2: right, right. You
1: know? <laughs> so it, it's just difficult because we expend all of our energy in our children and helping them be the best that they can. Then we expend more energy in all of these IEP meetings and, and, and these advocacy that we're trying to go, do just to get them right. basic services. And we shouldn't have to do that.
0: Right, sure. you right. You know, and, but,
1: but we do,
2: yeah. Well, And it shows that that gap, you know, and I think we've seen even especially, um, one with, with your kids and then two on the cannabis side, that gap between legislation and what is actually happening oh, yeah. with patients. Mm-hmm. And we know that yep. that gap is enormous. Um, so, you know, that's why we, that's why we appreciate, you know, advocates and things like that. We know that it's something that you were more, you know you didn't have a choice in um, mm-hmm. and we'd do anything for our kids all of us being parents we know that you know that is the case but I mean, I think you bring up a big point is some, I mean, you know, a good point is sometimes that there is such a huge gap between legislation and what's happening with those patients. So what was it that you, what was kind of like your light bulb moment with, with Caden or with McKinsey and cannabis, like as far as that journey, when did you really kind of see that help as opposed to what you, the help that you were getting from, you know, your doctors?
1: Yeah, well, and, and so, too, before I start, I just want to clarify, Mackenzie is not a, a cannabis user. She she does not have a pediatric card. She's only using CBD and CBG. She is gotcha. on the uh, organic plant-based uh, medical regimen, but Caden's the only one that uses THC. Okay. Sure. And so, for Caden, it was, I mean, I, I know exactly the moment, <laughs> and what it was is last year, well, it started in 2018. And in 2018 we you know I started having some medical issues and I've always been the pusher in my family and I've always held everything together and made sure it got going well I ended up having and I didn't realize at the time but I had endometriosis and so the pain level that comes with that is intense and I remember um, struggling all through 2018 and I had a surgery in August of 18 and then I had a second surgery in December of 2018 and um, it was just laying in bed and having so much pain that I had to let my child literally destroy my house because the only energy I had was to get up and change his diaper right? you know until my husband came home from work and then as I got better and kind of, you know, renewed my faith, and and kind of helped my mental state, because, you know, with autism and being a caregiver, there's a lot of depression involved in this. I can't imagine. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stressful moments, and there's a lot of depression, and it's, so easy to internalize into yourself and that is very toxic and and it, it can spread and that's kind of what happened to me and I got in a really, you know, depressive mindset. And once I started coming out of that, I started realizing that, you know, all of these medicines I'm giving my son just aren't changing anything. They're not doing anything. They're not making him better. So, that kind of had started going in my head. Well, April of 2019, I got a call from Caden's school, and they said, um, you know, he's flipping over chairs and tables. He's attacking staff members. He's attacking other students. We've, We've never seen this from him before. We don't know what to do. i never seen that from him before you know he had always been one to throw himself down or throw his head into a wall or bite himself and that's hard enough but when it started going towards other people that's when you're like oh my god what is happening we've here? really got something here right yeah yeah so I went and picked him up I went and grabbed some McDonald's And I went home and I thought, you know, he'll calm down in a little bit, just like he normally does. I just need to give him this space and and get him home and we'll be good. And we weren't good. It was literally three hours of him just running through my house, and everything that wasn't attached to the wall got thrown or broken. I mean, it it was manic, just absolutely manic. And I remember it was the first time ever that I had called copes. And COPES is there for, you know, it's kind of like the mental health is crisis line, where if you or somebody is having problems, you can call COPES and they're going to help you find out where to go and what to do, right? Right. So I started calling COPES and what I found out. Calling Copes was that because my child is a minor, he's under 18, and because he's nonverbal, he's considered in our state low IQ. Now I want to stress that my child is not low IQ. Just because he is nonverbal does not mean he has a low IQ. He, this this child is highly intelligent, more sure. than I even give him credit for. <laughs> right. And so, but because he can't talk. And he can't express himself. That limits that where he can go, apparently. And so, what I found out is that there are only three facilities in our entire state that will take a child like mine who is nonverbal, quote unquote, low IQ, um, to help stabilize them. And every single one of them was full. I, I can imagine, why. Me- <laughs> yeah. To me, that's a shocker. That's like, that. to me, that was like eye-opening. I had never heard about this before because it's like, how many kids are in that, in, in those institutions, you know? Sure. And And, you know, are, are you really going to treat my child and, and help me out? Or are you just going to medicate him for a couple weeks and, and then send little, him home? Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, am, am I going to be better off? And so we called our psych, our psychiatrist at the time, and she said, go to St. Francis. They have a children's hospital. They're equipped for this. Okay. So I went to St. Francis. And, you know, you can imagine, I'm, I'm bawling. I've, I've never dealt with this before. And they were great. The staff member was great. But what, what floored me was how nonchalant they were. How they were, this is the first time that my child, who is, what was he, ele- uh, he was 11 at the time. My child, who's never had to be institutionalized before, I've never had to go through this, and you guys are acting like you have kids in here all the time in this same situation because there's nowhere else for them to go. And and so their solution, while we were there, and they kept us, I say it was a 24-hour hold, it was a 23-hour hold, because if they had kept him for 24 hours, they would have had to find somewhere for him to go. But they released us right before the 24 was up. That's that's how these things work in this in not just the state but in our country sure. when we're dealing with mental Again, health. Yeah,
2: right. Again, that gap between legislation and health care. Yes. Right.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, their solution was to give him risperdal. That literally, when you are dealing with autism at the level that my son has and the level of aggression that he has, um, the only thing that they do is sedate him. They don't treat the autism. They don't. They don't help the situation get better. All they want. All they do is sedate them. And that is what risperdal is. It's a heavy, heavy antipsychotic medication. And so that was my only option, and that is what we started him on. Yes, seven eighty eight was already passed at this point, and, and um, I could have got him on it. But at right. the same time, too, there were no parents out there with pediatric children saying, "Hey, we use cannabis." You know, um, well, and right? And,
2: and honestly, you didn't have guidance yeah. from really even the
1: healthcare because industry. The doctors. Oh, I asked. Eighty eight past I did go to all of our doctors and I have a great relationship with our doctors. I've always been open with all of our struggles. I've always been open with what's working, what's not working, and and built really strong, good relationships with the medical community around me. And when I, 788 passed, I went to every single one and I asked them, I said, what about cannabis? What about medical marijuana? What about trying this? And every single one of them, they, they, they weren't rude about it, and, and they weren't nasty towards me, but every single one of them said, I'm just not comfortable with that because there's not been enough research, and I don't know enough about it to say, yes, you should do that. Hey. And so for me...
0: Uh-huh. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So for me, it was just... Like, I trusted these people. I knew these people, you know, and I didn't have anybody to say, here's an example of it working, you know? Right. Um, and honestly, I didn't even know where to go to get a card. Nobody even talked about it or said, hey, I do pediatrics or this or that, you know?
0: Sure. Sure.
1: And so, um, at that point when we put him on Risperdal, I knew it was available, but I still hadn't fully committed to it yet. Like my wheels were turning, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't set in stone for me yet.
2: Well, and in your defense, I don't think that, again, I think lack of guidance, sometimes you were kind of, you know, kind of swaying in the wind. And so, you know, there mm-hmm. wasn't, um, a, like you said, a medical professional or someone who dealt with pediatrics or even autism mm-hmm. and cannabis or any of that kind of stuff. You, you know, I can understand where you were coming from, mm-hmm. you know, not, not yeah. really being well, in your wheelhouse of it, thoughts.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, most of it, too, you know, when you hear about pediatrics and cannabis, it's seizures, epilepsy. Mm-hmm.
2: And, Nine times out of ten. And, and not
1: a whole lot of. Yes, yes. So, but when we started the Risperdal, I knew what kind of medication that was. You know, it, it, it's a terrible medication when the, when a possible side effect is that your male child might develop breast. Right. You know, that, that's an extreme side effect. But we're dealing with extreme behavior. So, you know, when you're weighing that scale as a parent, I will never judge anybody for using pharmaceuticals because... You don't know what to do, and if that's your only option, you don't want to lose your children either, you know. Sure. <laughs> and so, so, um, so when we started the whisper doll, I knew it was going to be rough, and what, what ensued was just three months of just absolute depression and crying all the time because I he didn't want to take the medicine. So not only was I having to chase him down and wait him out hours, two hours sometimes at a time to get him to take this medicine willingly, um, you know, I watched him gain just pound after pound after pound because it does increase your appetite. So he was either in a full rage, or passed out of sleep or eating. Those were his only three moods on that medication. He stopped going outside. He stopped playing. The few little good behaviors that we had from him were gone and It it was like watching your child change again. Like you've already gone through regression once with autism, now you're watching it happen again, and and you don't know what to do. And I remember one day. It's just a terrible thing to
0: imagine. Yes,
1: yes. And I remember one day looking at him, and the he had gained so much weight that the folds on the sides of him just were folding over. He had he had rolls rolling over, and I thought. I looked at my husband and I was crying and I said, what are we going to do when he develops diabetes? I, can you hold him down to get blood every day? I can't do that. Mm. I, you know? And so finally I just said, I'm going to do it. I'm, when you get paid next week, I'm, I'm going to get him his card. And he said, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, I was so scared because um, when we first got his card, our pediatrician, have gone on the news i think it was on channel six or channel eight and he had talked about not using cannabis for pediatrics for kids and talking about the psychosis this and and that and i thought oh my god that's our doctor and
0: he was I on our, he was where <laughs> where was he saying that
1: on the news station i can't remember
0: Oh, like, it the channel. Channel, yes, like the local channel like the local news
1: yeah, yeah. And he had sat down and done a talk, and I, because I live in Tolson, so I think it was Channel 8 or Channel 6 that had done like a okay. sit down talk, and he had talked about not using cannabis for oh pediatrics. And I thought, and I was so scared because I didn't tell any of them that I had got Cadmus' card, and I thought, God, I don't want to get fired. I don't want to have to find a new doctor. I, I love this doctor, but I just don't think he knows what. It can do because at this point when I saw him on the news, we had only been using cannabis for like two weeks. And thank God, you know, the first oil I had got was made from bison and he took to it right away like that. That was what astonished me when I went to give him the oil. He just took it straight away. I didn't have to chase him down. I didn't have to force him after that first one. It was like he took that first dose and he knew it was making him feel better, you know.
2: And as a mother I can only imagine your relation.
1: Oh yeah.
2: So and that oh, this yeah. all of a sudden the skies kind yeah, of open you need up need no and,
0: more proof at right. that point um, that something yes. happened.
2: Right. I mean I can hear your yes. I can hear your voice as you're telling the story <laughs> to us, like that weight literally just came off of your voice.
1: Right. Oh yes, yes, it was. And I remember, um, you know, I started talking to a psychiatrist and I said listen, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you what we're doing, we're using cannabis, I said, I don't need you to give me any guidance on that, I need you to tell me, which medications can I start eliminating from his regimen, with the least amount of side effects.
2: <laughs> I love and the way first, you started thinking.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you know, and she, she agreed, and the first thing that went was, was Risperdal, and we did, I'll be honest, we did have to use RSO to get him off of Risperdal, because, you know, Well, that's and, okay. And
0: I mean, you used a nice natural plant to get him off of yes. a chemical that could possibly give him twitches and all kinds of stuff in his life, and well, and basically yes. was
1: killing his
2: was killing him, his you know mm-hmm. his um, quality of life.
0: Yeah, killing his quality yes. of life. So, so don't apologize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I know some people they feel like RSO is too um sure, too heavy. high or too heavy for for children, but that. A lot of that is because you don't live with the level of aggression that we do. Kids with autism are completely different than neurotypical children. Everything affects them differently. Um, and, And I fully believe that there is a deficiency in their endocannabinoid system because... I have just immersed myself, and, and that's what I like to do. I like to read as much as I can read from I, all sorts I of I can tell by this. the type of
2: mom that you are that this, <laughs> yes. this conversation was coming, so I, that's awesome.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, and so, and I, and I knew, I knew, like, I, I started posting, like, after the first month in private groups, I was in all these female led, um, flower power, different uh, uh, private groups where I would post and I felt comfortable saying, my child uses cannabis. And seeing the reactions and seeing the comments and hearing what people were saying, I was like, you know what? I feel selfish not talking about this publicly. Right. How, how can I see such a change in my child and and, keep it to and, yourself. and and go through this? Yes. And keep it to myself. That's not fair. And so, you know, I, I, I went out and I started talking and I spoke at a couple of the women in weed events. Um, and then I just kind of went from there and I just started pushing myself and all these groups and everywhere that I could, because I wanted people to see that, if you're considering this for your child, like, like you can, can, you can look at cannabis. That was my whole goal was you can look at cannabis as a first choice medication, not a last resort. Like, thank I did. you.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, that's something that we talk about a lot. You know, James and I just sometimes in personal conversations to me, it's so counterintuitive not to start with something natural. So, and I think, I think as a society and I think as, um, healthcare professionals on both sides of the coin, I think we've lost like our, our roots, our, Mm -hmm. our ability to stay in touch with nature. Um, and I think our, our medicine is that way. I think our lives are that way when it comes to just electronics and things like that, but that's neither here Mm -hmm. nor there. But I agree. I think to me, the, the natural place to start would be something with the fewest side effects, and that takes mm-hmm. the least amount to
1: process. Yeah, I, absolutely.
0: I still have a, an just an issue understanding how we're okay. I mean, I know that it's a simple question and it's out there, and it's, it's like <laughs> debating abortion yes. or something. But it's like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are we okay with continuing to put things inside of our body that? We think that give us these band-aids mm-hmm. that cause all these other bad things that we have to take for band-aids and 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 so on and so, you know what I mean? Why are we okay yeah. with this? Sure, it, yeah,
1: are on it, it, every the level. Way I- Oh, absolutely. <sighs> mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is, you know, our, our, our pharmaceuticals, our, our new way of medication, they're not treating the actual deficiency. Root they're causes. not treating the disease. They symptom block. They're treating block. the symptoms.
2: Right. They symptom yes. block. That's all they do.
1: Yes. And if you look at, you know, back when cannabis was was in prohibition, what was it, like 1940 or 43 is when they did the prohibition? 37? Before then, yeah, 30, okay, yes. Before then, um, before that had happened, farmers were feeding their cows, dairy cows, look at them. They were feeding them hemp.
2: I've made this same argument. I already know where you're going. Go
1: ahead. So, yes. So the CBDs, all the cannabinoids that are in the hemp are being eaten by that cow and it's going into their milk and we are drinking their milk. So we did not have cannabinoids mm-hmm. or endocannabinoid deficiencies because we were getting it from our food without even knowing it. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Now when you take
1: that, yes, now you take that out of the food. I think it was, I think 40 or 43 is in my mind because that's when the federal government told uh, dairy farmers to quit putting it quit feeding their livestock hemp. That's Mm -hmm. when they told them to stop doing that. Now, if you look at when they stopped doing that, and you look at when they started injecting our milk with hormones instead, mm-hmm. you can see every disease, every disability, especially autism, increasing from that point in time.
2: Cancers, autisms. I mean, it's, the timeline literally starts. It's weird. I mean, it's not weird when you've researched cannabis, but it's mm-hmm. literally at the, I mean, it's in that same timeline yeah. that all of these yeah. things started doubling. But God. In. Diagnosis. Come
0: on now. We've got a lot of good cheap cows now, though. <laughs> right right. <laughs> you know, that's the well, point. And well, a lot of milk.
2: Right. Well, but you know? I mean, that, I mean, I agree that that is yes. something that used to literally hemp and cannabis mm-hmm. and things like that and its byproducts used to surround us, and yeah. now Absolutely. it does not.
0: Right. Um, yep. And it's, it is one it's of those. It's not even, I agree, it's it's a fact.
2: Sure, well, and it's not yeah. even that. It, it touches back on something that Maddie said earlier that it, sometimes you, what I love about cannabis more than anything is when you're trying to treat one thing and the derivative and the byproduct of cannabis actually made seven things better. Yeah you know what I mean Absolutely. it's inflammation yep. body feel i'm not as achy in the mornings and it's like man i was trying to tr- i was trying to get my <laughs> headache yeah yeah like and instead of seeing those side effects that you see from modern pharmaceuticals right. that are literally causing me to mm-hmm. take more pharmaceuticals this is something that's a the byproduct of it is yeah. helping things that i wasn't even intending to help
1: right and see and what's crazy is you're not going to learn this you're not going to know this unless you make a point to look it up, to sure. research it yourself. We're not being taught this for a reason. Or but, experience you know? it yourself, and,
0: really. I mean
1: Yeah. And and you know, if, if you took the time to look into it and, and hear what we're saying and, and actually look into it more, you would see we didn't come to these conclusions because we like to smoke pot. Right. We came to these conclusions because we understand that this is a natural plant that should be in our body.
2: Right. I, I don't think that you, you know, I, I think it's something maybe all girls do, but I don't see you as a 15-year-old kid thinking about your wedding day one day and having mm-hmm. kids and rolling up a joint for your son. Oh, no, that, no, was no, that was not your intention. You you didn't go there willfully. But see, and, that, and to me, though, this is where it gets criminal to me. Because, and I mean, I know I was making a joke, but I know Maddie had to go mm-hmm. through what she went through. And she'd do it again because she loves her kids. She's a great mom. Sure. But what I hate is yeah. a mother that's having a kid tomorrow. And to me, it's unacceptable if they ever have to go through absolutely. what Maddie went through.
0: Yeah, and and
2: to me, absolutely. there's not an excuse in the world that makes it okay to me.
1: Absolutely. And that is yeah. exactly why we started our El Canna Moms page, t- because right. we we want people to have a, somebody to go to. You know, I'm not I don't claim to be an expert. I don't know everything. And and there's plenty of times where somebody asks me a question. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to ask around. And when I figure it out, I will tell you or I will get you in contact with somebody that does because that to me is what we need to get more people to come around to understand their medicine. There, there, there's so many people that will use cannabis and they will say, it didn't work. Like if you look mm-hmm. at CBD, there's a lot of people in the autism community who say we tried CBD with our child. It didn't work. I honestly feel like it doesn't work because they're not just lacking a CBD cannabinoid. Mm -hmm. They're lacking CBG. They're lacking THC. Whole plant medicine. All of it. Yeah. All of it works together. They're they're also
0: trying it for two days and thinking it's magic.
1: Sure. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I try to explain to people. And that's why I'm so real and raw on our Okina page is because I want people to understand my child still has autism. We still have bad days. <laughs> right. Um, we, we we still have days where I end up in the shower crying. It just mm. happens.
0: <laughs> no, we're <laughs> you human. Know?
1: Well, and you're a parent. you're
0: yeah. Yes. I mean,
2: crying in the shower yes. comes with that. I mean,
1: it's, it's, you know yes. what I mean? Every parent's going to do that. At Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And sometimes it's very, very therapeutic. <laughs> right? <laughs> it feels it really it good.
1: You know, I'll be honest. I um, break things every now and then, and that's very therapeutic. I understand why my son breaks that. Absolutely. You know, when you're angry and you're so frustrated, yeah. you just have to get it out. And, and that's okay to talk about, and that's okay to joke about. Because you know what? Right now... We're having more good days than
0: bad days. That's awesome. Yeah. You know. and, and for right. someone
2: who right. has autism or doesn't or anything, isn't that really what we're all doing? Right. It's just Quite trying right. at the right. end of this is just try to have more good days than bad. Try to spread yeah. some love. Try to spread, you know, what we're learning, which is I know what you're doing and Okana Moms is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so absolutely. Yeah. And to me, that's I mean, that's really you know, it, it breaks my heart and it's so inspiring when I hear stories like yours, because all you were
0: doing was fighting for just what every other kid had when they woke up every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, and what every other parent wants their kid to have. Right. Yeah.
2: You know, you, you're, you, know, I mean, no one is, like I said, again, dying to give their kid cannabis f- to be, you know, have fun. Right. To be yeah. able to be a child.
0: It exactly. depends on right. <laughs> on what age, uh, sure. but if it's the twenty one year old uh, uh, drinking thing, and um, you know, I sure. probably won't be doing that with with my son. Right. Oh, I know.
1: Yeah, uh, right. But well, uh, maybe, but I will maybe that's be where my doing. attitude yeah. yeah came from. Is my parents? You know, my dad told me uh, he said, "You're going to go to parties. People are going to ask you to do things." I'm asking you right now, if you do anything, smoke pot, <laughs> don't drink. That's what my dad told me at 14, and that's what I did. And he, and you know what? I don't ever have a night where I went out, and I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was never taken advantage of at a party. It's it's, it's
0: wise words from a wise parent. (laughs) Right,
2: right. Well, and two, and so, and I mean, I I want to, because we've, we've always touched on derivatives of cannabis, whether they be physical, mental, or things like that. I mean, I know without even, you know, you telling me previously, Maddie, that, I mean, I can tell what this did for your family. I can tell what this plant and the closeness that that it brought and you guys having to do this journey together. I understand, like, what a journey together can do to a family. And so, again, it's another one of those derivatives that, uh, you know, it's not even a physical thing that you guys are also getting from this plant.
1: Oh it's yeah.
0: Being a closer yeah. family yeah. and you probably have uh, new friends, new really close friends now too, right?
1: Oh, I, I can tell you and honestly, the cannabis community in Oklahoma has been so amazing. It's pretty outstanding. Extremely family. proud to be a yes. part of it. Yep. I mean honestly, I, all of the everything I've learned, I've learned from somebody else. Somebody took the time to talk to me, to share no, with
0: me. That's, that's so awesome. She, you know, Maddie, you, know?
2: You, you said earlier that you said that you weren't an expert and you were very firm about that. We've said it before, too. But I love how the cannabis community literally is like this group of non-professionals <laughs> trying yeah. to get answers <laughs> and scrapping, you know, we're a scrappy bunch. No, no. Like You can't tell us no, we're going to go do it, <laughs> we're going to find the answers. <laughs> like, And I love that about the, the, the well, Oklahoma cannabis. People
1: are on the verge of, of losing their life that and then this plant brings it back. Like, would you not fight for that life? Would oh, you not, no. I you think know? about
0: that all the time. Almost I mean, day, every day, like, multiple times a day where it's like you can no one can ever, ever, ever tell me any different. Ever. Mm -hmm. Right. I am a firm, firm believer, and it's because of personal experiences and because of experiences that I hear from people like you. And there's just no change in my mind.
2: Right. (laughs) Like I said, we're a scrappy bunch. You're going to have a hard time (laughs) changing our minds. Well, but like James said, and like Maddie, you know, your story. Tells us is because we do it for ourselves and we do it for the people we love. Exactly. And there's you get a different kind of health care when it comes from a place that's rooted like in love and rooted Mm -hmm. in community. These are your neighbors Mm -hmm. that you're helping. These are your neighbors that you're losing or your neighbors that you're saving or whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be. But I promise you it's. Like you said, it's just a, it's a special place to be in Oklahoma's campus community. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you said that because I want to echo that. I mean, I love it. Um, So when you guys were doing like your research, and I know you probably did a ton of it with Caden, were there, you know, I know that you said the CBG, were there any specific turpins? Were there any specific strains that you guys were that, you know, you can share here today with other moms, you know? that that really sung to you guys or to Caden.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll be totally honest. We we did hit uh, rough patches beginning of this year. Um, Caden had to have an outpatient procedure, and without my permission, the hospital gave him a shot of ketamine. And so he went through a whole reset. We had to redo everything, and it just threw us through a loop. And I will tell you, I have never seen any results like I have with this new formula that we've been using with the CBD and the CBG. Mm-hmm. Something about that combo. And um, we do get our products from TrueMedics, and it's called Focus. But there is something about, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the formulation. Like, you would have to talk to the scientist behind it. All yeah. I know is it works. Well,
0: um, um, what about the, uh, um, so, uh, again, remind me, how old is he again? He's 12. 12. And mm-hmm. and so, throughout the day, kind of your your dosages throughout the day, do you mind walking so us through doing that?
1: Now? Yeah, yeah. So, what we're doing now is when he wakes up in the morning, uh, we're doing three mils of the CBD, CBG focused tincture mix. And I believe that is a five to one. So each mill has, I want to say 20 milligrams of CBD and four milligrams of CBG. And so he's getting three doses of that in the morning and then he will literally go, he, he does therapy. He's still on restricted hours. He's supposed to have 25 hours of therapy a week, but COVID has cut him down and he's only been doing about 17. So um, he goes to his therapy. He comes home. Uh, usually i I don't have to give him anything else until bedtime. Now, sometimes during the day, he gets a little agitated. I always try to give him something with CBD first before I do a THC tink. Right. Um, because sometimes he doesn't need that THC. He just needs a little bit to calm him down. Sure. Um, and CBD is great for helping them calm down. And so I'll use, um, a different tincture that I have for him, uh, from the same company called Relax. And, um, I'll give him one meal of that and just kind of wait him out and see, and usually he does really good. Now, our hard problem is sleep. For any parent with aut- with a child with autism, they'll tell you sleep is so hard. These kids can run on nothing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, so, and so we are trying to figure out sleep. I do use a little bit of um, RSO every night for sleep, so I, I like terpenetics RSO. Um, there's a couple brands that we've tried here and there that were all right. Um, I avoid pining with Caden. Now I always tell every parent when you're going into this, get the lab result, the lab reports when you're getting products and keep track of that. So you can make them a terpene profile because it's not going to be the same for every kid. Right. Caden has really bad allergies. So high pining, which pining is in a lot of flour,
0: sure.
1: <laughs> all, a lot of the strain, mm-hmm. but high pining when it's over that one percent if it's like in the top three tier of terpenes it's not going to work for cadence because it gives high pining gives them a headache Mm -hmm. so i avoid that now um blue dream blue dream has been a great strain um and it seems have been really good. I've gotten it from two different growers in the state, Mm -hmm. and both of them worked really good. Um, But right now, I'm just using the terpenetic RSO at night, and what I'll do is I will warm up. I'll take two mils of the Rest and Relax CBD, and then I will warm that up for about 10 seconds in the microwave, and then I mix in a tiny, tiny, like half a grain of rice size dose of RSO in it and I'll mix that together and give that to him and usually he'll be asleep within an hour or two. Sure. Um, Sometimes it doesn't always work, and that's the thing: is you you can give too much THC. You know, you don't want your kid being high as a kite. Honestly, right? I mean, you you, you want to be careful with that. So you always want to have CBD on you, so that if you ever feel like you did give them too much THC, you can give them that CBD to bring them back down. Sure. And and that's the great thing about cannabis: is when you look at pharmaceuticals. Everything is guess and check. When you go into that doctor and you say, hey, this is what we're dealing with, they go off of their little chart and their, and your kid's weight and they Mm -hmm. say, I think we should start at this dose. A robot. That, (laughs) yes. That dose might be too much for your child. Sure. It might be. But the difference is if you give them too much pharmaceuticals, you're going to end up in the hospital. Buy the you're ticket, take the ride. Yep. OT. Right. Yes. If you give them too much THC, your child is probably going to say, "I feel funny," and go to sleep. Right.
2: You know they, know? I think there's no. kind of a joke. I mean, you know, I mean, I say joke, a, yeah. but the, what is an overdose on cannabis called?
0: A good night's sleep. Right. Right. But exactly. With it your is. children, I mean. Sure. i mean that's course, why yeah, and, I prefaced it. And, right. And, and managing anything that you're putting into your body is a very, very advisable. Sure. No matter how old you. Are. Are. so um, you know yes. it's it's definitely good of you as a mother to do that well and
1: oh yeah and I I try to tell everybody that's going to treat their kids like you're you're becoming your own doctor for your kids like you're not going to the doctor anymore to say hey these are the problems I'm having and let them keep a medical chart for you you're keeping your own medical chart and and you kind of have to do that just and until you get it down until you get comfortable with it I don't chart everything now but when I first started making his tinctures and everything I wrote everything down
2: right sure it's the closest thing that you're going to have to a true patient journal is the one that you're making yes absolutely
1: Um,
2: and you know and you would touch maddie you had touched on and just something to kind of throw in there before i forget it um i know that you'd use a lot of those comboed tinctures um Mm -hmm. you might try to see if you can find one i have a lot of pediatrics um that come into our shop and a lot of them get a lot of really good use out of cbn see and
1: i've about that and I tried CBN in one tincture mm-hmm. and and that's the thing there's there, there's some kids like the and ADHD and autism and, and like that when you have a lot of hyperactivity sure it seems they seem to be opposite and so CBN kind of hypes them up not more sure. than like a sativa sure. strain would calm them down kaden is not as opposite now I think if I found the right CBN combo right. it would probably work for him sure um but that's the thing that's what I'm running into is it's hard to find CBN by itself right where I could kind of add it in and see what dose he'll be at right you don't. it doesn't
2: they don't have a high enough yield for that isolation yeah yes 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 but it's coming because we're talking about it which makes me excited so
1: many awesome things coming out on the Oklahoma cannabis market that I have been so excited for, and you know, with autism, our kids are picky. So a lot of people say, "We'll try edibles." My kid won't eat edibles. Right. There's something about, like, if I give him a, a cookie, he's gonna pick out the chocolate chips and leave the crumbs on the counter, and I just wasted a uh, wasted a twenty. It's a edible. sensory
2: thing, sure. You know, they're not gonna chew through everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. And, you know, gummies, it's like I hand him a handful of gummies and only one is medicated. And this boy will eat every single gummy except for the medicated one. It's Um, like, he knows. Try again, mom. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Try again. He's looking at me like, you really think this is going to happen? So that's another thing. Like um, those those dehydrated marshmallows from JKJ. Those have been awesome, too, because he likes to eat the marshmallows out of the cereal. Yeah. So every now and then I can get him to eat some of those. So, you know, it's trying to find out, it, it's trying to find a good balance between your pocketbook and what is going to work for your kid yeah. and not being scared to make a little bit of your own medicine, um, you know, to, to, to save on that and, and to try some different things.
0: Right. I think the important thing for, for people to remember too, especially, you know, parents out there that have a lot of questions there, you know, we're throwing around all these uh, different acronyms and, and things like that that you may not understand. And I don't understand. (laughs) And, but there are so many educational materials out there for you to be able to, um, dive into this and please understand that it's not just giving your child some gummies with some cbd in it um there are uh, different uh there's uh, different ways of looking this at this as medicine so you need to go in and really educate yourself talk to some people that are educated sure. about it mm-hmm. reach
2: out to the show to maddie um, and
0: okana yeah and take
1: class, like I'll, I'll be on. like I took a condition class. I took the level one commission class, um, through, uh, an awesome company called Boho oils. And, you know, that gave me a lot more, you know, I've been smoking for a long time and I thought I knew a lot about cannabis, but that really laid out a great foundation and, you know, people, might not see the value in, in buying a class like that but I do because yeah. if you really are going to make this lifestyle change and, and do this Um, you know, organic and and, and switch back to uh, the cannabis plant like like I feel like we should, um, you should invest in your education. You should invest in expanding your knowledge. And there are plenty of YouTube videos and there are plenty of links. But, you know, that class setting for me being the way that the kind of learner I am was just awesome for me. And that's yeah. kind of where I started.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and also, I mean, know that there are so many different products and things like that around this entire state. There are so many people that are working on, 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 uh, solutions, for um, mm-hmm. medicine, naturally in this state, so we appreciate everyone yeah. that are, that are on board with this. Um, uh, the information yeah, <laughs> that you are giving uh, uh, on this episode is is very uh, intriguing. Yeah, I um, think it's great. Um, one of the questions that I had for you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, was just maybe an opinion on the on on kind of the state of cannabis, I guess, if you will, or whatever, but Uh would you say that like the overall biggest pushback, do you think it would come from like the medical field, not recognizing cannabis as a medicine in the past, or do you think it's more social issues? I mean, you
1: know, I think it's a combination of things. Um, Let's be honest, because I used to work in a medical office. Right. And so in a medical office, whether you're an urgent care, a hospital or a private practice practice doctor, right? You have people coming into your office who are pharmaceutical reps and they are being paid to show you this product and they buy your entire office lunch and they give you um, a perk if you prescribe this medication.
0: Right. That's that's on a sales end of things. I was kind okay. of curious more. I mean, uh, from the point of view as a pra- pra- practitioner, uh, as a doctor, okay. you know, um, in, in the past, you were, the, cannabis was not looked at as medicine at all. I mean, there was okay, no literature. Yeah. There's nothing proven. Um, I mean, it's it's off the chart, essentially. Do you think that that is more of what needs to be worked on in this situation of where we're at, at the state of cannabis? Or do you think it's more of a social thing on your end, I whenever it comes to autism? and, and
1: Honestly, I... I think it's a combo of things, really. I think it's social and legislative and medical practice-wise. Because if you're going to school for a degree and you're paying all this money and they don't teach you anything about this, why would you think that it's real or that it exists? Sure. Why would they not teach you about it? So they already are questioning what we're saying and then and then there's the legislative side where the doctors are saying we need more research but then they can't get more research because the legislators Mm -hmm. from the social stigma are not allowing them to have research Mm -hmm. so i definitely think i you know i think the social stigma is becoming less and less so i think it's definitely if we can get the medical side on our side to push for more studies and more funding and more research and more backing of actual, you know, charting how this child improved, how this person improved, how this person's cancer was healed, that type of thing. I think once we can get the medical field on our side to start pushing that, then we can start pushing the legislative and stuff. But I I don't think it's one single group. I think it's going to take a joint effort from everybody.
0: Yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. Just kind of want to get your.
2: Yeah. And two, you know, there's also, you know, and I didn't realize until recently and had someone in my family going through med school, um, how separated natural medicine is from mm-hmm. pharmaceutical med, there. I mean, they split you in college. So, mm-hmm. to me, it's yep. a, it's a very odd way to not want to learn naturally how the body can heal along with yeah. pharmaceutical. Yeah, medication. that like, is really
1: interesting. It's. I mean, these
2: doctors are almost set up to go one way or the other.
0: Yeah, it's a. It's. It, oh wow! I guess it's too robust. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that is I'm, really interesting,
1: I'm, though, because I've never uh, heard about that, so, though, but I've never been to medical school. Medical school sure, you they,
2: know? they kind of, you know, it's I mean, like psychiatry and things mm-hmm. like that, they kind of, they fall on more of your natural medicine side.
0: Like a naturopathic.
2: Right, and so um, my thing is that I, even with psychiatry or even, I mean, if you're not even talking about cannabis, if you're just talking about, let's just say, turmeric, like why why does one have
0: to be <laughs> or, a I want to be and- a, I want to be history major wait which <laughs> Part of history. Well,
2: sure.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah. Like, are yeah, I mean, I interesting.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I know that there's going to be specialists in certain things, sure. but I mean, he, he was.
0: But why not an overall? Right. Yeah. The,
2: the way he explained it to what me was more or less like very early on in med school, you are basically given a choice to which way you want to go down this road, and it's either natural or non. And I don't, to me, I don't know why they have to be split. Wow. And so, like right. I said, I wanted That's to do a little more research deep. in there, but it's kind of like sometimes. You know, I kind of I hop on some of these people and I do. I mean, you're we're all we're all adults here and we call ourselves professionals or to whatever extent that we our jobs are. But I think that you can do that research. But at the same time, I'm kind of starting to learn that that system is set up for them to never even take a look at it when there,
0: they start there, that journey there's so, probably somebody listening yep. right now yelling at but that knows but um yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard i'm of, mar- i'm married it would my first time i've heard of like naturopathic <laughs> doctors like actual but they weren't recognized in certain states and recognized in others and things like that so
2: yeah and, and like I said to the person out there yelling not that I really care but I mean, I, I mean just know that I was making a very sorry. broad statement about something that I had kind of overheard and I, and I do plan to kind of look into it more but at the same time like I said I'm married and this is the first time someone's yelled at me I'm so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but no I agree with you there was probably somewhat but i mean I, I mean i agree with you guys that it comes from you know de- definitely different levels mm-hmm. but it's weird that we kind of james kind of did you know bring that back up and that's where we kind of started mm-hmm. the show was i think there I, I, there's anything that can be taken from the show is that gap between yeah. mm-hmm. legislation and the patients or even really what we heard in yep. maddie's case is care and the patient, yep. which that's scary yeah. because that's oh, yeah. supposed to be hand in hand. And it sounded like in your situation and your story, Maddie, that sometimes there was a huge gap and mm-hmm. what they were mm-hmm. really, what they really knew about Caden and what they
0: were treating mm-hmm.
2: him with, you know, and for and things like that. And like I said, I just, yeah, I love that you're sharing oh, yeah. your story because I don't want someone to have to
0: we, go through it again. And we know people are working on that gap and, and trying mm-hmm. to fill it. And so we're all excited about that gap being filled. Oh
1: well, yeah. And yeah, I think that's so. why I did join the okay for you is because, you know, I, I, I don't like to be in politics. I don't like to, I, I, I've emailed my right. legislators. I've had plenty of but, things that I've, yeah. I've had to advocate for my kids for. But for me, getting on the OK for you, it was like I need to tell these legislators my story. I need to push this. I need to make sure that kids are getting included in this conversation. Couldn't agree because, more.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, because it has been such a benefit to us. And I want to be a part of that conversation to make it better for everybody.
0: I think it's uh, awesome that you have put yourself in that situation to be able to be some sort of voice, um, for, Mm -hmm. for people in need. And and thank you so much. Absolutely. And that's,
2: I, I echo that from James. Thank you so much for all the advocacy work that you do for sure. I mean, thank
1: you guys. I I love it. And you know, it comes naturally and I I would be lying if I didn't say, you know, it, it it does. There is a little selfishness because it makes me feel better. Knowing that I helped somebody makes me feel better, and and helps me with my daily situation to see the brighter side of it and to have that smile because I know somebody else's life is better because. I shared a story with them. I shared a moment. I listened to them, you
0: know? If that's the negative side effect of that, then I would (laughs) take it all day long. (laughs) You've got to,
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I agree with James on that. And I mean, but I get it. And I mean, you know, and and again, in your defense, Maddie, I mean, you've been Mm -hmm. through hell for your kids. And I mean, as parents, we we all expect to do that or whatever. But Mm -hmm. those days that you're patting yourself on the back, don't, you know... (laughs) <laughs> Don't stop short. Do it. Absolutely. There I mean, is a you difference. deserve it. And you so do a lot for your
0: There kids. is a difference of people that do step up and people that don't mm-hmm. and you are one of yeah. those that step up and and well, congratulations and thank you for I'm doing i'm
1: surprised that. i got through this without crying actually <laughs> wait a second
0: give me give yeah, me i was gonna we, say we we have no time restrictions right. here.
2: <laughs> i think we got you close i thought i heard a little bit of tremor in your voice I there did. earlier I so i
1: did it i got i got very close and i thought you know Suck it in. Suck it in, <laughs> woman,
2: and get through this. <laughs> but now you have – I, I mean, I do like that you've laid that gauntlet down because I'm one of those people that love a challenge. Now I'm going to make every single guest cry. Right. <laughs> <Come on.
0: laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> Somebody will. Right. And I'm
2: also a sappy guy, so I think I'm just looking for a reason to cry yeah. with someone exactly. sometimes.
0: So.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you well, got, I got any-
1: another time because sure. I'll probably be crying tomorrow I mean at some point in today or tomorrow I, I will cry like
2: we so. said you know we're parents and we all have those shower cries yeah. and those, uh, yes. those moments so you know we, maybe we can just do it as a, con, a collective you know from our various places we'll in the, the world cry absolutely <laughs> a, an e-cry if you will
0: cry
2: an e-cry or a zoom
0: we can zoom uh, each no, other no let's not do that no <laughs> we'll count you out for that <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe over a podcast but not on zoom sure yeah. sure oh, that's they're crazy. not even over a that's podcast right. no just leave me alone <laughs> let me cry that's funny. But,
2: that's se- funny. but seriously maddie th- thank you so much for sharing yeah. your, uh, your story and please send our best really? to your husband and Caden and Mackenzie. i mean we loved it to have the, or having you on the show and you sharing your story for
0: sure absolutely
1: yeah. thanks for having me guys it was it was a blast and i i loved it so thank you for asking me
0: to come on thank you very much maddie and to our listeners here's something simple that you can do to support the show it's very simple share on social media give us a review and hit the subscribe button after you give us a listen You never know who you might help. It's that simple. And this podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thank you very much, everybody. Josh, as always, awesome talking with you. Thanks, James. And Maddie, thank you very much for everything that you do. Absolutely. Maddie, have a great day. Have a
1: great day. Thank you.